0: You know, it was about a year ago when I was last here with a message from 1 Kings 17. In that message, there was a drought and a widow and Elijah. And at that time, I was telling you that I was reading the Bible slowly. So even though my focus today is a mere two chapters later, I want to assure you that I'm not reading it that slowly. I stand here today with a message from 1 Kings 19, 1 through 9. Much has been unwritten in my head, but it has dwelled within my heart for some time. And when I sat down to write this, it wrote itself. I want to speak to the intimacy that I find in this text. I bring this message with the acknowledgement that this message is for me, But in the speaking of it, I invite you to journey with me. You see, I hold a deep, firm, and absolute knowledge that the living God is amongst us. I hope that in this share, something of nourishment will be provided to you. A bit of the background. Elijah is present to some magnificent God appearances that happen a little bit before the text that I'm focusing on today. In chapter 18, there is a showdown between God and the 850 prophets of Baal and Asherah, who, by the way, are the prophets who are eating at the table of Queen Jezebel, who is ruling the country. Now, Queen Jezebel doesn't like Elijah, and she holds great influence over her husband, King Ahab. So Elijah sets up a sacrifice, and the 850 prophets set up their sacrifice, and Elijah says, go on and call on the name of your God. I will call on the name of the Lord, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. Well, later on, Elijah taunts all the prophets, shout louder, surely your God is going to show up. Perhaps he's a little busy right now, but if you speak a little louder, perhaps he will come. So those prophets, they shout louder, they slash themselves with swords. Now about midday, they continue, they get into a frenzy, it becomes the time of the evening sacrifice there is no response. Their gods have not shown up. But spoiler alert, the God, the living God, does show up, consumes both of those sacrifices, and those prophets' very own lives are ended. Bonus two, the three-year drought that has been happening is over. So here we have the Elijah Elijah the prophet who is witnessing God's power. He has been faithful as the prophet of God. So you would assume then that Elijah's doing very well, feeling pretty invincible. That assumption would be wrong. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, how he had killed all the prophets by the sword. So Jezebel sent a message to Elijah. May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I don't make your life as one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba and Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went on a journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush and sat under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head were some bread baked over hot coals in a jar of water. He ate and he drank and he laid down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time touching him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and he ate and he drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Mount Hareb, the mountain of God. Then he went into a cave and spent the night. The prophets of a competing God have been shown to Elijah and to the people that they were non-living. They were wooden. They were consumed by fire but, and not real. But Elijah does not give a hallelujah. The rains came. But Elijah did not celebrate the ending of the drought, knowing that the flourishing of the land and nourishment would begin again. Elijah was afraid, and he ran for his life. He flees to the wilderness. It doesn't make sense, does it? Elijah has witnessed God in action, but Queen Jezebel's threat is much more present to him. A knownness of flesh and blood right there versus, although magnificent, awesome, grand, powerful, not really known. Elijah goes on a journey. He goes on a journey until he has had enough. Enough of running, enough of being in the wilderness, enough of being a prophet. I have had enough, Lord, Elijah speaks. Is that not a most honest prayer? It is enough and I am done. I have had enough. Well, here is the first intimacy I lean into. The, boom, the broom bush that Elijah has come upon while in the wilderness. This bush is just enough for him to sit under. And it is just enough for Elijah to speak to God. God listens and is providing for him. Elijah speaks out of his enoughness. And I know the grammar people are going to be like, Ugh, but that's the word I chose. He is given a pause, a stopping place. He has stopped running He has stopped being a prophet, he has stopped in the wilderness, just like his ancestors before him, when after the triumphal entry into the wilderness after their exodus. We may not even see it coming, but we feel it when the place is enough. It is a strange and foreign place to find yourself in, but there we are met In our very own condition Elijah lies down and falls asleep this is the second intimacy our need for rest and I'm not only speaking of the rest that comes from sleep but all the other rests the rest I find with being in the spirit the rest I find when I take my walks the rest I find in my sisterhood with Quaker women The rest I find in our open worship. The rest I find in silence. The third intimacy I wish to speak upon is at the heart of this message. Elijah is awakened by the touch of the angel of the Lord. Now no dinner conversation is held. Elijah is told to get up and eat. He looks and he sees a meal prepared for him. Bread has been baked over hot coals, and there's a jar of water. Elijah eats and drinks and lays down again. Elijah has been provided for. Now a second time, an angel of the Lord comes and awakens Elijah. And a second time, he is told to get up and eat. This time, however, there is an acknowledgment the angel says the journey ahead of you is too much for you. Oh my goodness, the living God knows us so well, knows our limits, knows when we cross over into the enoughness. Living God strengthens us in our times of overwhelming enoughness of life. Living God offers us the right mix of rest water and bread for the day while at the same time unbeknownst to us a seed is planted that needs just a little bit more nourishment of rest of water of bread and a safe place transforms in us to become the living bread the living water the living activation that pulls us and sets us furtherance on our journey. A sustained nourishment that is only found in our condition of which God speaks directly to us and feeds us. Elijah arises, eats and drinks and travels. When he comes to a cave, he takes another rest. When was a time when you have found yourself in enoughness? This is what I am learning. When I come to my own enoughness, my condition of it is enough can become an opening space of direct presence, a nourishing spot on which I am sustained, not only in and by my own self-will, which is where I often try to find it, but in the intimate experience of living God present to me. This sustenance allows my journey to increasingly become knowing that of God. When I have had enough, Lord, or this is too much comes upon us, let us consider where is the bush that is prepared for us to sit under, to converse with God, and to rest in God. When the I have had enough, Lord, or this really is too much upon us, let us be open to that nudge, the touch of the living one who wants to restore you and restore me so that we are able to receive the living water, the living bread, the nourishment in our spiritual life then know that our journey is not at an end. It is at a pause. It has its stops and its starts. There will be days of running and days of sitting under the bush, days of resting, days of intaking the living water and the spiritual bread that is offered just for you and me. And together we then arise and continue on our journey, the journey ever towards our living God.